You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And away we go for happy hour. You can see us. We can see you. No, we can't see you, but we can see your questions. And for that, I'm uh, appreciative. Here it is, our first ever. We did it. We're doing it, man. We're, this doing, is a, we're doing a happy hour, which means it's a home game, and uh, it means we're at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. It means bad news for Jacksonville State is what it means. So if we're in, if you're watching in Tallahassee and, and you think, well, I'd like to have a beer. Yeah, Corner Pocket is where you're going to go. And if you're in town here and you swing on by, you can hear us and you can ask questions. You Certainly we'll take us. questions here. Yeah, I know how exciting that is. Well, no eye contact. Clearly, we don't we don't need you to be making eye contact with us and no autographs or pictures What you drinking afterwards. there, Corey? I'm drinking the good stuff. Oh, look Little at you getting right start after it, start man. Hair, off right. Hammering them back on you. Here Got we go. Here go we harder, go. go yeah, there we go. Okay, well, I'll join you, buddy. Happy first. That, uh, that looks like a Mick Ultra, too, isn't that, it? It's, it's definitely not. Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> You know what I would tell you, buddy? Um, it's the first time we, well, kind of really been together. It's the first time as, you and I have hung out outside of the Seminole Headlines, I think. I don't know that we've ever just hung out together. Oh, I, I think we have. Okay. I, All right. I think we enjoyed a good time in Pensacola recently mm, where we fun. spoke, yeah. answered questions. Now we're here. We'll be doing this every week. We got questions. You want to ask it or do you want me to? You want me no, to do you're it? driving the show, man. You're I the have driver. to drive the whole I thing. I just okay. sit here. Uh, he says, does Jeff, if you will, Corey, in a chat last week, it confused your favorite beer as being Jeff's favorite beer, which is a catastrophic failure on your part, Jeff. Mm. Uh, a staff member promptly corrected me and stated that it was imperative that I ask you why you love the shitty beer that you do. Hey, we're not allowed to cuss. I, I, uh, I changed it's a, a family little bit of that question. It's a family establishment. Mm. Um, well, I, I started drinking it when I was on my no-carb diet or my low-carb diet, and then I just realized, you know what? Why? Why break? Why? Why fix it if it ain't broken? So this is why I look like this. Mm. It's because I'm drinking Adonis. Low, I'm drinking low carb stuff. By the way, it is wise of you to do. Sure. Because I drink the stuff that makes me as fat as I am. And I would tell you something. I also know the other reason you do it is that uh, you get a, you, you don't want to get too loose. You no, it's keep, not, I don't you care about keep it in control. Trust me, I don't care about that. It's I do have a little bit of a weak stomach, a weak constitution, so I couldn't drink that say. kind of stuff. Rob, thank you so much. Cheers. We just uh, that's the first tip of the day. Here we go. Rob, 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 beer Rob. money is what he says. There we go. We'll take it. We'll Rob's, take it. Rob's a good guy, man. And he never asks a question. He'll always give us money and never ask a question. I'm told I need to do these chats with you more often because you're like a whore. You'll just straight ask the people for money. Yeah, you will I do it. I make it rain is you what do, I do. Like, you, like you'll take your shirt up up in here and dance well, around no, the whole thing. We get money. a poll for him. Yeah. We're good to go. All right. So if I cozy up to you, we're going to be in good shape. Yes. Uh, Jeff, you I, you know I'm messing with you. you. I know you screwed up, but I, I'm i not actually chastising you. You don't have to apologize What's your in the favorite chat. beer? Uh, probably. That's like asking your too, favorite too, album. No, Two Hearted. Probably Two Hearted. Oh, I don't know what that is. Too, uh, is that Gene Budweiser? Does, Gene knows Two Hearted. Two Hearted is Is, is that delicious. made by Budweiser? Also, or? No, it's not. I, <laughs> I also like Cigar City Highlight, but that mm. is a, a, a rich beer. Right. Um, all right, so uh, let's go Buffalo rights. Jeff, do you think if we were able to have the equivalent of a Brock the Body Ruble on the, <laughs> on the line this season, we would see seven to eight wins? Wow, I forgot about him. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I think if we could, yeah, I think if we could pass block, if we actually had uh, a legitimate uh, line that could hold up against most teams, uh, then I would feel really comfortable 
with the amount of snaps we want to see McKenzie Milton yeah. take. But, but you know, everybody has clamored for that. Everybody's clamored to see it because they, they saw, obviously, the, the five completions. Mm. And they think that, uh, well, we could just bottle that and then start it in the first quarter. But remember, people are going to scheme for him much the way they schemed for Jordan. Right. Not, not the same, but they had a plan for Jordan, and it was effective. They'll have a plan for McKenzie. And then you wonder, does the running game go away? Because without the threat of the of Jordan's legs, you worry about that, especially if teams have. Well, I did until the fourth quarter when yeah, McKenzie was in the game. Again, hence the point that they're going to scheme differently. Yeah, I, man, I just think they're going to be able to run the ball pretty much against anyone. I don't. I worry about the the way you pass block. Um, but again, there's not going to be a lot of Notre Dame's on the schedule. Like, who's better up front than Notre Dame that they face besides Clemson? Yeah, Florida Clemson maybe, is, but Florida's. No, I don't. I don't, I don't know that Florida there. is. Yeah, I don't know. So I want to see what they look like against Wake Forest pass blocking mm-hmm. in Louisville because that's the next step, right? You, you maybe. I mean, it'd been awesome to beat Notre Dame. You're probably not going to beat Clemson, but you need to start taking care of business against Wake and Louisville and, and those type of teams. If you can pass block against those teams, you're going to beat those teams. Yeah, we we said it before the season. You couldn't began. pass block against anyone. For a long time around here. No, and and they've had to scheme around it. Listen, one thing, by the way, on this note. Should I look at you when I'm talking? Or you look, can. I'm a, or look, look out, out there. People, okay. You can. It's Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. I feel so weird. I'm by. like staring into your neck. It's a good-looking neck. <laughs> it is. Uh, Eric, thank you, by the way. Drinks on him. Cheers to Eric's. There you go. Woohoo! We got it up. Uh, one, one interesting thing to note uh, as far as that weight game. We said before the season began, I think a lot of the Seminole faithful did, that was going to be the game, and, yeah. it's, and it's that way more so now than it was prior to that performance. Even mm. though we knew it was pivotal, the way Florida State played in that game now makes us all the more excited to see the weight game because now you feel like, hey, look, we should go win the game. Yeah, And, and that's why there's so much riding on it now because there are real expectations born out of that performance. Yeah, and, and you not only should you win the game, you should put up 40 on them. Like if you can put up 38 on Notre Dame with three picks – in a, a quarter and a half of just punting, um, I feel like you should you should get over forty against almost anybody you play on the schedule, except for you know, like, like we said, Clemson, maybe yeah. at Florida. Yeah, but you should put up points on everyone, and that's another thing I want to see is this: does this offense travel? Will it be able to play well on the road? It should, it should, but we you know we haven't seen that yet. Small sample size. Clearly, they haven't even had a game this year. If you're able, to, if you're able to develop a drop back passing game, one of the things that should excite everybody as well, besides the fact that you're able able to score points, is that you'll get to see some guys emerge from this receiving core. Because I really believe that you have a stud in eleven. He's yeah. a, he's a superstar player, and I think watching a guy like that get you know involved in the offense early. Mm. In, in non-gimmick fashion, yeah. but in the passing game, would be absolutely huge. And he's the guy that we all fell in love with at camp. Yeah. And you know, know what was cool about that game in him? I mean, he only had one catch. It was an impressive run that he had after the yeah. catch. He looked quicker but, when he was in the game, too, than he does in practice. But he was the best. You know, he's the he graded out as the best blocker. He mm-hmm. had some incredible blocks. Yeah. To me, that's all about competitiveness, right? Oh, that's like, a whole a lot of want to. Yeah. As a freshman in his first game to show that kind of want to and competitiveness means, okay, when you throw him a jump ball, maybe he'll say, that's my ball and go get it. Like, he'll get he, – one of the, big one of the guy. Big character traits of great receivers is just an absolute, like, uh, obsessive competitiveness. Yeah. Like, they want to yeah. be great, and they love destroying you. And the fact that he blocked like that in his first game and was putting guys in the sideline is a really good sign. Well, there's buy-in there right off the bat. It shows he's unselfish. It shows that you can throw the perimeter stuff that you want, the quick game stuff, because yeah. he'll be there to block it up if he's asked to. It shows it, it's also a great example for some of the other young receivers that are trying to get on the field. Mm. I mean, it elevates everybody because that's what competition does. That's what buy-in does. That's what want to is. And then everybody, that whole segment group gets better. So I, I don't think there's any question. That's a guy that we'll talk about for the rest of the year. But McLean's going to be a star player here. I believe that. And as they get more consistent in the passing game and they show they can block it up, you're going to end up seeing, I think, uh, you know, that group develop and become a, a much better unit than it currently is. Uh, yeah, I, I do, too. I think he's going to be something special. I, I do. I think he could be perhaps, uh, you know, down the lines, first, second round NFL pick. Like, he has that kind of ability. Again, the fact that, that he com- he was competitive like that, I just think that's when you look for the most. Like, you know the 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 size is there and the speed is there, but you don't know if he's going to be a guy that gets pushed around, if he's a guy that doesn't really have a competitive fire. But that first game kind of gave you uh, all you needed to see about what kind of dude he is. Somebody really wanted to hear Whitney Houston. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all do. Think about that on a Friday. Somebody was like, I'm going to the corner pocket. I'm hearing some goddamn Whitney Houston. I mean, I don't know about that's stunning. I don't know about (laughs) Malik McClain. Think about the thought process. When I'm talking about Malik McClain, I don't need to hear Whitney Houston. I'm in a whole nother zone. You're in a different zone. Yeah. Normally, I love Whitney Houston. That just made me laugh. All right. Let's uh, let's get this. Here we go. Uh, Abdel says over under five weeks before the LSU message boards start clamoring for targeting Coach Norv and, and targeting Coach Norvell. Well, they're going to want Jimbo Fisher. Oh, did they say Norvell? This, yes. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, they're yeah. going to want Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher, Fisher. And that's why AM gave him another raise and more money. And, yeah, and but all what that. did that do? Because they still know buyout. Right? I know. That's like, right. If Jimbo wants a jet, he can jet. Although I would think it would be wise of him not to do so, no matter how much love he has uh, for the fine folks in Baton Rouge. I, I, he's developed something there. They're recruiting really well at AM and they've got they've got more money than anybody knows what to do with. They're always going to give him what he wants in order to win. I would not that LSU wouldn't. I'm just saying he's in place there. He's firmly entrenched there. There's continuity there now. Yeah, but, yeah, but he he would love. And we'll just talk. How about we just talk about Jimbo for the next? I don't, know, I don't want to do minutes. that. I'm just I'm just talking but, but in, in relation think, to that question. I would think, man, the the prospect of owning an entire state, a state that he knows well, as opposed to now recruiting against Texas, who's going to be in the SEC with you. I bet it's pretty alluring to be like, you know what? All right, I'm just going to go to I'm going to go to LSU then. I'm going I know I can win there. Like A&M, they haven't won a national championship since the Wizard of Oz was in theaters. That's a legitimate stat everyone. 1939 was the last time they yeah. won one. Yeah. Um so, you know, he might be just think, okay, we can't win here. He knows Are we he can even win sure LSU. that's a legitimate title? No, nothing uh, nothing, nothing pre integration yeah. yeah, is a, yeah, a yeah, legitimate yeah. title. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, so, no, but 1939 certainly is it and half of Alabama's aren't that is correct. They'll say otherwise. Well, they just picked but, a year and like we, yeah, yeah, we, won, we won that, that one there. Sure. We won yeah, that yeah, one we won there. Four yeah. games. That's like that, a championship. That's like that mystical uh, or mythical, I should say. Excuse me, I'm a little tired. Uh, mythical national championship that Jerry Jones claims from what? From he, from Arkansas? He, no, but he and Jimmy Johnson allegedly won one at Arkansas. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Well, it's like the one that Nonsense. Mackenzie Milton claimed. <laughs> Would you say that uh, Mackenzie Milton is the reason UCF is in the Big Twelve now? What couldn't you make that argument? He's one of many reasons. Scott Frost is the other. Yeah, but, <laughs> but Scott, you see Scott Frost, like, all right, he, maybe he needs a great quarterback to win a lot of games. Well, it's certainly better than Martinez. Yes. Yeah. But wait, wait, let, let me say this: I actually love this. This is a big, larger talking point for college football, and we're having a good time talking college football. Uh, it shows you. So, do we think Scott Frost got dumb or lazy? Did he suddenly become incompetent? The guy who went to USF and, and took over a program no, that no, had gone no. winless. UCF. What did I say? USF, right, yeah, UCF. They're all useless to me. But yeah, <laughs> right. so so he goes to UCF and he takes over a program in shambles. They and were then, winless, right? Winless. And then he turns that thing into a, a, a really highly competitive against the Power Five and everybody else yeah, for that matter. Pro- in two all years. right, so you can't do that without knowing what you're doing, right? So my example is this. Then he goes to his dream job where he could, you know, this that had to have been. You know he cares. You oh, know he's invested. Yeah, he must have wept when that call yeah. came. I mean, that's, every, that's the culmination of everything you're working for. And then you get there, and th- this has been as stagnant a start as you could possibly have. Well, he's not dumb, and I doubt he's lazy, and I know he cares like you just said so doesn't it show you that in addition to being a good coach and having an understanding of the x's and o's the games you need players well you have got to be able to hit early on with a class this is why that 2022 deal for Norvell is so huge yeah because we know he can coach too yeah and he proved that at at Memphis right but then he gets screwed by COVID here right he doesn't get an opportunity to recruit so then he gets this group on the line maintaining the commitments of the vast majority of those players is what allows for any sort of forward progress and momentum to build. And that has not happened at Nebraska. Well, and it would never in the class that Norvell's bringing in would never happen in Nebraska. They, they don't recruit like that. They right. can't anymore. But uh, yeah, the, the, the point remains. Yeah. You, you get, you hit on them early. Now that was another thing that Jimbo did. That very first class was one that had some serious players in it. The next class was the number one team in the number one class in the country. And then boom. And then, you know, two wow. years later, they're uh, uh, crushing Northern Illinois in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Much so, I mean, Heather Dinich's uh, <laughs> dismay. Dismay. This is as good as it gets, Corey. <laughs> That's right. This over there. Northern <laughs> Illinois right here. This yep. is it. This is it. Uh, so, Jay writes, Jeff, on the smash with you and Ira. Oh, nice cross promotion there, Jay. Um, you discuss listeners writing smash on their butts 
and mooning people to promote the show. I did say that. I would strongly encourage you both to reconsider the optics of that gesture. Oh, that's oh, a I very see. good yeah, yeah, point. Yeah, that Jay, is, that's a great point. That is a good point, Jay. Thank you. Um, Was Ira on board with that suggestion? It doesn't well, seem like something he we would... weren't thinking about how explicit that yeah, yeah reads uh we weren't, we weren't yeah. thinking about you wouldn't that want. yeah no it was not an invitation jay it was not <laughs> just, an invitation it's an ad. it was it's just an ad. yeah sure. that's all that was it was an ad uh okay well in the wind writes dinich was the worst or is the worst she was now she's in a role of uh where she's fairly obsolete they bring her on once in a while to yeah, talk by the about way, the a, playoff committee a very nice person i've met her, oh, I've met her multiple wonderfully. times and she was yeah. a very nice person yeah, it was very just, kind that one column was a bit uh well, it was completely wrong. She said that that was Florida State's ceiling. They had hit it. This is as good as it gets under Jimbo. It was a weird. And then the next year, they went 13-0 and with one of the best teams. It was a weird stance to take, history. though, for, for somebody who, I, I mean, they're. Was it 13-0 or 14-0? and 0? I think the resentment yeah, well, that people yes. have, it, you could feel that. There you was know what some, it was, though? It was how everybody loved that Northern Illinois team. And screw that Northern Illinois yeah, team. Yeah, that kid. The that quarterback. kid, Jordan Lynch. I mean, hell people out of here. Voted for, like, there were 50 Heisman Slow voters that ass. voted for yeah. him no, no, to no. win the Heisman. Huh? And remember Vince Williams? God love him. Because he would say whatever, and it was his last game, and he was asked what he thought about Jordan Lynch. He's like, yeah, he was he was trash. And it's like, all right, there you go, Vince. I'll take that. Like, I, I love that honesty. And he was right. Jordan Lynch was not a good quarterback against real defenses. No, yeah, and, and that was evident that day. Yes, that was yes. Uh, for that four was, quarters, four long, long quarters, quarters. And that was also the game, by the way, as an aside, where uh, what his coach, our his former coach? head coach, ripped uh, our cohort, Irish NFL. No, that was after the Georgia Tech game. That was the no, game no, no, before the no. game. It was the Northern Illinois game. It was hmm. after that game because he said he's like, "Where's your partner in crime? Is he is he mad that we won?" That was the ACC championship game. I could have sworn it was after. Buddy, I was there. He I was there, he, too. He said it to I, me. I saw it. I he was laughing it about it. Uh, no, that was, after, that was after the big uh, 21-15 win over Georgia Tech to get to the Orange Bowl. We're going to have to talk to Ira. I'm telling you. I'm right. telling you. All, right. All I remember is laughing about it, by the way, uh, because it showed that he cared what we talked about and wrote. Sure. And speaking of that, so <laughs> warchant.com had an influence on him, whether he would ever admit it or not. And it bothered him. So uh, when the, when they do the orange bowl press conferences, unlike normal games, it's like the head coach and four players are up there and all the questions were going to EJ. I think Lonnie got a couple. And then Jimbo looked at me and is like, Corey asked Christian. He said, and I think somebody had just asked one of the players up there if they were going pro or not. Mm. And they they said I haven't thought about it. Uh, maybe I can't remember who it was. But anyway, so then Jimbo looks at me and goes, "Ask Christian a question." I thought he said, "Ask Christian that question." So I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, Christian, are you going to go? Have you thought about going pro at all?" And Christian's like, uh, "Not really." Nope. And then that was the only question Christian got. <laughs> and I, I thought I thought I was asking that so he could say, "I know I want to come back and win a championship." But he's like, "No, I hadn't really thought about it. We'll see." And then afterwards, Jimbo's like, "No, I don't want you to ask him that question." I just, yeah, I just felt bad because he hadn't gotten a question asked to him. Christie's right about this, by the way. This is a good question. It gets a little easier to recruit when you see a team on the field in a positive culture that cares. We have Amen. Norvell to thank for that. I think she's right about that. You see by and you see uh, there's a systematic way that they've gone about this process that is easy to like, by the way. We've watched it yeah. from day one. They've had a central theme, and the messaging has remained the same from every coach to every player. They've done a really good job with that. There's no wavering with that. Uh, they're, they're seemingly unflappable even when things go poorly, and they couldn't have gone more poorly than they did a year ago. They're also not about the back patent, even after a, no, a game like no. they had on Sunday night. So yeah. I was out at practice on Tuesday, and I won't say the player, but I know, I know the practice, player that got yelled at. To, they didn't get yelled at. He got kicked out of practice yeah. because of his attitude and the way he was maybe talking to one of the assistant coaches about something. Yeah. Uh, Norvell kicked him out of practice. Just no. straight up kicked him out of practice. One of his teammates tried to bring him back in, and Norvell's like, no, no, no. He can go. So that's the kind of mentality that's still out there. It's not all lovey-dovey. Um, and then also he, 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 he told another player to quit being mediocre. Screamed at him to quit being mediocre because he didn't finish. But you know, players, by the way, and I will. I was not screaming at me. Quit being mediocre. I can't quit being mediocre. Like there's no point even telling me that. There's no chance. No, I mean I was born. I was born this way. Players, by the way, don't even mind that. I have always maintained that players and just like kids want to be disciplined. It's only the only time that they'll push back against it is if they think you're bullshit. Yeah, if they think that you aren't a man of principle, if you don't live by a code, if you uh, are wildly inconsistent, so as long as you're effective uh, in terms of your messaging, but also the way you practice it, 
yeah. go about it, then we're good to go. Yeah, and they know you can I mean, I, it's not like they don't, they doubt that he cares about them, but he, you know, he's also not going to put up with nonsense. And it's not fair to the other teammates if you are uh, doing your, you know, you're the word you just used. I don't know what our, are we not I don't supposed know, to curse? Should I don't know I what the deal is with this. It's fine. Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, I just saw some still, panic. I, I don't like that. I don't like oh, yeah. that kind of talk. Upset you. Your sensibilities like, are shaking. Yeah. You remember what yeah. I texted you about your mom earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a legit. I really did text him about his mom, but it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't gross. It wasn't. It uh, was sour grapes that Atlanta didn't pick up Tom. Brady. Yeah, the, the Bucks have Tom Brady, and yeah. Jeff's mom is talking about how nervous she is late in the game. It's like you have Tom Brady as your quarterback, and I what and, a nightmare. And I would again tell you and everybody else that complains about that he could have signed anywhere. <laughs> you guys got to yeah, make had, an we offer. Got, we got you got to make got, an offer, man. He could have thrown it around. Yeah. We got two throwing dimes. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, but so he. I think it's also good for the teammates to know that a guy's not going to get away with not. If they have a bad attitude, the coach is going to call him out on it. Guys, how many snaps can we expect for Chuba? Oh, that's a question on the chat. I would think actually a considerable amount. 11? Over under 11? I like your number. That's not a bad number. I'm going to go. you got to give both of the other guys some reps. I'm going to go under 11. Okay, I think that's a good number, though. It's not a bad number, but I'm going to go under 11. Because I'll ask you this. Do you think that Tate gets some run, too? No. Not at all. No, no, you gotta, no. I don't think so. I think you, you can't play four quarterbacks. What are we sure doing you here? Can. No, I think I think you want to because you these two are still battling. So you got to give them like the the same number of series. I would think or close to it, so you can determine who's going to play against Wake Forest. And then after that, yeah, after so they each let's get say, five. If well, they each get five or six series, and then not enough game time left we'll to get everybody. You out get Chuba one or two, right? Let's hope. Or let's maybe hope, give them each one. Let's you hope that, that the game plays out that way, by the way. If the game plays out where Florida State is able to get up early and, and kind of does whatever they want, man, what an opportunity to play a ton of kids. One of the things that you watch when programs develop and get better in a hurry is playing time. You yeah. look at snaps. Look at snap counts. Yeah. And you can always look that up, everybody. I mean, I think most people in this chat probably know that. But you can find snap counts, who's played what, how many snaps. Look at the way that a lot of programs get built up in a hurry. They get young kids out there in these blowout games, yeah. and, and, and they get them a lot of meaningful reps. And they got some young guys they want to get out there. Like, they, they can really play. That they that might be big parts of the team later on in the year, like Kevin Knowles, like Shaheem Brown, like Patrick Payton, Farmer. They got guys that they're really high on that they think can help them. It just wasn't the right setting against Notre Dame, but it should be the right setting tomorrow night. This is a compliment to Gene, and since he's in attendance, we should, we should read it. Is Gene Williams the Don? Of the FSU beat by compiling the sports media mm. dream team. Uh, well, he recognizes talent. That's what it is. And and you know what? Like, and he lets them do their job. That's like, what it is. I like that you didn't read the second part of that question. <laughs> I didn't read the second part. No, that was, uh, you didn't need to. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Um, but yes, Gene's uh, Gene's put together a, uh, a, That's a, a funny nice question. It's it was, a funny, yeah. good, yeah. good-hearted, I'm sure. I hope, question. I hope Tim's watching. Uh, yeah. The answer to that is no. No. Well, I, how can I say? I don't think you don't know that. No, almost We don't want to bring that to no. the table. This is a, a, a <laughs> libations Friday. We're having a good time. But yes, we are thankful that Gene uh, Gene has put together. Well, you don't have to kiss like up. This. It's okay. I read the question. No, I know, but I just want to let people know. It was already complimentary as it was. Let people know. Yeah. No, we were. Good. I think a dream team is probably the right way to. Yeah, this, it's, it's one of these teams that uh, people look upon and they begin to resent it over time because they're thinking to themselves, well, that's it. It's over for everybody else. Yeah, you coming uh, aboard with Tom Lang was mm. like Durant joining the Warriors in 17. I mean, we were already great. A lot of people sent really a very you. similar email. They're Didn't like, really God, need you, but, you guys. But just add you, Durant. Just, you just added it. So I'd say it worked out. It's worked out. I'm More out of questions? beer, by the way. Mm. Can I go get a beer? You want to spin the uh, wheel? Let's yeah. spin the wheel. I like this. Who wants to spin the wheel? What are you talking you about? You spin the wheel. I want to do uh, – and thank you, Brian. I love you too, buddy. Yeah, I can spin the wheel. Go ahead. All right. So you can see it, right? You can see it up there, John. Yeah, I can see the wheel. What are we – Random got? topics. Random topics. Okay, random topics. Just a little break every now and then. First R-rated movie you ever saw. Oh, my god. Friday gosh. the 13th. Mine too. Holy hell! Well, we're yeah. roughly the same age. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'm much younger than you. You're not much younger odd. than me. You're like five years younger um, than me. Uh, but yeah, I, Friday the Thirteenth. And I, yeah, I was six. I was six. We firmly established that your that. sister was wildly irresponsible <clears throat> and allowed for you to watch movies that but she it should wasn't have her. never seen. My mom, my, I begged my mom to let me watch it. It came on HBO, mm. and so she watched it with me uh, one night when I was seven years old. 
Dude, we got parented a lot what differently. What was going on we, back we, then? I mean, it's lucky we survived with the parenting well, that was I going agree. on back then. I was telling Tom the other day that we drove to the World's Fair in Knoxville when I was a kid. My dad took me to that, and I was in the back seat, no seatbelt. We didn't have air conditioning. What the yeah. hell was going on back then? The windows down, hot as balls, driving all the way to Knoxville. I Nothing to do. We yeah. didn't have electronic devices. You're staring out there contemplating existential crisis. It was awful. My mom let me watch like a Vietnam documentary when I was eight years old. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this. She's like, Corey, no, no, here's where they get to the tunnel rats. It's war, amazing. War as hell. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I'm eight, man. I'm in third grade. Yeah. Please, I don't want to watch I don't this. See this. Can I we watch Barney Miller or something? Yeah. No. So, anyhow, uh, Friday the 13th is the answer to that question. That's crazy. It sucks that we both had the same answer. I should have come up with a different one. The first do? one I, mean, I saw in the answer. theater was probably about last night. You remember that movie? Good movie, yeah, Rob Lowe. I mean, it's not a movie a nine-year-old should Jimmy be Moore. <laughs> no, it's still not a movie it, I should no, have seen. No, you should have seen. There's a, there's a bathtub scene. Well, come on, man. I That's remember it. Crazy. Was that saying, the first? It stuck with me indelibly. That was the first car? That, that is an explicit scene. Yes. Yeah. Young Demi Moore, yeah. 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 First yeah. car, yeah. What's your first car? I oh, had a Pontiac car. 6000 LE, 1984. The, uh, what do you call it? The roofing of the top of it? Yeah. Lost its... Uh, Solid? I don't even know what the word would be, but it bubbled down. Yeah, and so it was on my head as I drove. It bubbled down on my head. My defrost stopped working. So each morning when I, and the, in the winter in Georgia, where it does get cold, I would have to drive like Ace Ventura with my head, head out, out the, the window. windows to see. And it didn't made have, a man of you. And it didn't have power steering. Uh, my first my car was a three thousand dollars for that. Nineteen seventy three Volkswagen Bug with a black bra and a speed shifter. Oh, oh, oh. well, you grew now, up a different me, way than let, I did. No, I hold on. Let me give you. Let me give you the. Uh, let me give you the lowdown on how this happened. So my stepdad is an attorney, and he uh, he grew up poor. Mm. And so his thing was, look, you got to appreciate it and you got to earn it. Right. We're not just going to buy you just because he had money. Sure. And I kept bugging him to buy me a car, and he's like, I'm not buying you a car. You got to earn a car. You got to right. do something. So I got that famed job at the ice cream shop that we've talked about at <laughs> right. Don Cesar. And you got your Volkswagen. Yeah, and I got the Volkswagen. But but I had to pay for half, and he paid for half, and it was $2,000. Mm, nice, I remember being very, very excited about it. I still miss that car. I ended up giving it to a guy named Tom Sullivan that I uh, roomed with many years later. That's another thing. crashed though. it. So, like, the car I drove is, uh, well, I mean, it was just a dump. It was like driving a, uh, a dumpster. And I might, you would have thought my parents would wanted to be me to be more safe. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a novice driver. Yeah, haven't driven a lot. You'd get me a safe car. You wouldn't get me something from the early '80s. I think we established no that steering. the late '70s, early '80s was uh, sort of you're on your own kid era. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what it feels like. It's a parents little bit of a, yeah, whatever they yeah, wanted. It's, it's like <laughs> just come home for dinner if you want. Yeah, that's what that is. All right, what do we got here? Do you all think? We score over or under 40 points against Jacksonville State. I think scoring 38 versus Notre Dame with three t- uh, oh, turnovers proves we can score at a high clip. Yeah, each game is uh, unto itself, and so uh, I wouldn't always use that as a gauge. Yes, it shows we're capable. Uh, let me see here. I'll go over that number. I'll go over that number. In my preview, or not my preview, but when Ira called me and said, hey, give us a score prediction because Austin wanted it. Mm-hmm. I just I was tired and I said 34 to 13. That's what I think I said, but I've reconsidered. I'll I'll go 45 to 13. And think about what a good sign it would be. I know it's Jacksonville State. It's not a good FCS team. Yeah. But if they had 34 at the half, like just what a good sign that it would be. remind you of the old days, buddy. Well, I mean, it's like it would be nice to see them build stack something on the uh the, the performance they had Sunday night. I know it's a short week and it's a bad team, but it'd be nice to see them put up 55 points. Oh, you know what I mean? Like I, it's allowed. You can't I have do it. They might give up for a, a performance that reminds us of yesteryear. Yeah, absolutely. And it'd be a good sign that they took it seriously enough. By the way, Redbird writes: If FSU finishes the season better than expected, say they magically pull off eight or nine wins, including Miami and UF. Oh, could right. we become the signature wins? Uh, could those become the signature wins the teams like Clemson may need to get into the playoffs? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, so he's worried about Clemson's playoff chances. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I see. Yeah. Uh, That's a good step to take as a program when a win over you means something again, right? Yeah. Have it matter that yeah. they beat you yeah, as opposed to a foregone conclusion? They don't rush the field anymore. They stopped doing that, I think, because they got ragged. Well, people well, no. didn't know that they did it after every game. Well, Clemson does it. After no, I know that's game, what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, no. But I would say, uh, yeah, I mean, I if they if Florida State has eight wins, that's a good team you beat. Yeah, it's that been pointed out that win. you are hammering the ultras. That's number two, number two of many. But that's the beauty about ultra. You can. You're still. I mean, you're, you're nursing that thing. Old Florida Nightingale over here. I'm trying to be considerate of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> Tom's like, no, you're not. 
You're full of shit. Yeah, that's true. I am. Spin the wheel, Tom. Well, before I do, there's a question up. Corey, why are the Falcons favored? This yeah, I don't know. Why are the Falcons? I didn't know they were favored. I mean, they're playing the Eagles. The, the yeah, Eagles are one reason. They're... That's one reason they're favored. Um, yeah, I guess that's it, right? They're just not playing a good team. Just yeah. But I mean, it. it's going to be twenty-one to twenty. It's the NFL. It always I took comes the down Eagles to the plus three and a half, buddy. There you go. All this right. Question. So this question is: eighties playlist or nineties playlist? If you had to choose between the two, which decade you going with? It changed with age. Uh, earlier, I would have always said '90s because I was in school here in '91, '92, '93. I, that era means a lot to me. Obviously, yeah. you had Pearl Jam and bands like Spice that, Nirvana, all that. <laughs> but I, uh, so that, so that happened at my time here, and I would have, you know, I, I remember being passionate about that. But these days, it's true we become more nostalgic as we get older. I have found that uh, I gravitate towards '80s playlists. You heard that Whitney Houston song, and you started to get no, after I didn't, a I didn't bit. perk up. That's not the kind of '80s playlist we're talking about. What are you yeah. talking about? Like Sonic Youth or something? Yeah, the replacement. Oh, Sonic Youth, just bands like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When somebody says an '80s playlist. They're not talking about Sonic Youth. Well, they're, they're talking, talking about, about pop, even pop music. I would say yes. Yeah, even pop music. Yeah, like uh, Hey Mickey and stuff like that. No, no, but anything like what you're talking about because of the '80s, you have synth, right? So you, anything like, yeah. immediately when yeah, I hear that, yeah, when that I hear that, it makes me smile because I can think of like mm. playing in the neighborhood with. You know, my friends and my brothers. I would still say nineties. That that's not as good as answers, Jeff's. Wasn't as detailed, but I would no. I would say nineties over eighties. Yeah, that's true. Another spin. I can't okay, see the, the questions sure. aren't scrolling like they were before. Nothing's scrolling. What's going on you here? Got to hit new comments right there. Well, uh, look got, at that. Corey's teaching them. There you go. He's the old pro. He's been a war champ for a long time. Oh my man, nicely done, Dio Van Halen. Yeah, that's true. Go all on. right, favorite NFL player of all time. Ooh, is it Tom Brady now? Oh, no, no, not at all. No, yes, that's a is. great question. My favorite player of all. Well, what's yours? Do you have a favorite player? Ooh. I, I want to tell you, mine's Leroy Selman, but a close second, because Leroy Selman was the only time that a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, when I was a kid, could legitimately say that we had the best player on the field in any yeah. given game. Leroy Selman was that kind of difference maker. Now, the franchise was terrible. But I remember going to games with my dad and thinking, how come every team that comes in here has the best players? We never do. And Leroy Selman dominated games, and all of a sudden we did. So I would say Leroy Selman. But my second favorite player, I think, is Tony Dorsett. Okay. All right. Tony a little Dorsett. old school there. Yeah, I love Tony D. Love I would say uh, it, probably Dion. Yeah, it's got to be Dion uh, because of, you know, obviously I grew up a Florida State fan. And then the Falcons. And then the Falcons drafted him in his first game. He has that punt return. And Larry Munson, yeah, who yeah, the yeah, yeah. announcers, go, losing his mind. Um, so Dion probably, and then Warwick Dunn. Both of those guys went to the school I cheered for, so this were is awesome, where we're, and then actually played for the Falcons too. This is where our age difference matters, I guess, a little bit because I'm – most of the time, you latch on to favorite players when you're a little kid getting into well, football. Think about the so Falcons in 1978, teams. 79, 80, I'm seven, eight, and nine years yeah. old, and I'm falling in love with football. So in those years, you know, obviously this is way before Derek Brooks, way before Dion, way before Warwick Dunn. Obviously, right. I love Warwick Dunn. If we're going to fast forward in time, there were guys that came along that I well, it didn't obviously, say your favorite NFL player of your childhood. But that's so I just answered it. Yeah, like but I, I mean, like you, when you're a grown ass man, you don't really have a favorite player per se. Do you, oh, do you have a favorite player currently? Uh, no, no, you no, don't. You because don't. you're a grown up. And I think at some point you get to an age where you don't wear the jerseys anymore, like of the Tom. Tom will wear a jersey, but uh, old it's like his a, generation. They will look spectacular in a jersey. But do you wear a throwback or do you wear like? Oh, it's got to be a throwback. There's got to be an angle to it. Yeah, I wear a throwback jersey i have nothing wrong like i'll wear a um you know a steve barkowski jersey or something or a dion jersey but i wouldn't wear like a you know i don't know grady jarrett jersey that'd be i think that'd be kind of <laughs> weird you he's so to, much younger than you me. need to grab a a throwback obscure falcons player jersey like yeah. get you some like sorry ass to middling player from that era that, best, that, that no he was andre bruce no, those are good players. No, they were terrible well, players. Wasn't well, terrible. Andre, they were with the Falcons. Well, Andre Bruce was terrible. Yeah. Get, get you get you a middling player from a bygone era that best represents the mediocrity of the Atlanta Falcons. Eugene Robinson. Ooh, NFL Man of the Year. <laughs> soliciting <laughs> soliciting hookers down yeah. in Miami. Well, good look, job. The, the, While his the, family's in the hotel room. Well, the, My man the, was voting, the voting had run out. He had already wrapped it up for yeah, the year, yeah, so he yeah, was yeah. celebrating, man. Yeah. Give the guy a break. I always thought the best part about that wasn't just that he gets burned right away and Denver wins the Super Bowl. Mm, and it's yeah. a humiliating moment. But that I'm like, Eugene. The wife and kids are in the hotel. What are you doing? I mean, do it the next what night, What is right? he do doing? It, do it the next weekend. No, not, you, know, that that was, you should just do it at all, but, man, that is. You won the NFL man of the year. desperation. He's like, hon, I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> My Super Bowl experiences aren't the same as yours that's, as a Bucks fan. That's a toughie, yeah. What's right. this one read? The next one is loudest you've ever heard Doke before 2011 Oklahoma. So growing up. Well, when Corey went and I went to the same games. We didn't know each other, but we went to the same games. I with my dad, you with yours. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to hear what you say because 87 Miami okay. was really loud. Yeah. 89. I think it, 89 Miami was, I think because it was a night well, game. Well, wait a minute. The night game against Florida 45-30 is. Uh, 90. That 90. was 90. Yeah, that game is, the Dossie, yeah, that game is really loud. I think my answer, though, is the 98 Florida game. I think because of what they had done to Florida State the last, they had beaten them in 97 and cost the national championship. Yeah. They beat them in 96. Unfairly, in the by the way, should have never been in that. Well, the 97 game, we get yeah, beat they, down there. I'm at that game. That was fair. Uh, 96 yeah, is the one. Yeah, yeah. So in the '98 game, you're playing with a essentially a third string quarterback who wasn't very good, and you oh no and, he wasn't the Rooster they, was not very good. You weren't supposed to win that game really with Marcus Outson as your starting quarterback. That's correct. And I just think that when, when Peter Warwick uh, when it should have been a pick six and he catches it and makes the guy miss and then walks into the end zone. Yeah, that's I mean I, I was in the stands in that game. That. I was and then he hit him. Dugan. I think it was Dugans, right? He mm -hmm. hit Dugans on the on the uh, pass. Right after we have quite a few a, to choose from. Those were glorious times because not only had Florida State risen from, you know, having been a fairly obsolete program to one of uh, annual dominance, we were really kind of at that point firmly entrenched. And these rivalries had yeah. reached a place where all three schools in the state of Florida That's had what helped, right? incredible they were all good. players and everything was on the line. Yeah. There was so much on the line back then. So, yeah, there was a desperation in the air. Well, in those Florida games, I mean, again, there was never a documentary. ESPN never had a documentary because why would they? They had to do another Miami one. Yeah. But those Florida-Florida State games of the 90s, they played 12 times. Yeah. In all 12 times, they were top 10 matchups, which but, is impossible. It's impossible. That's how good that rivalry was. And so every game mattered. Every game was huge, and it you really did. Like, and Spurrier was such a good villain. He was an awesome villain to cheer against. He was smug. And yeah. He would take shots. In retrospect, you needed him in a lot of mm -hmm. ways. I'll tell you, too. I mean, this I'm, glad, going down I'm really glad that I don't feel the way that I used to feel before games. I used to feel completely desperate and scared and nervous, and I didn't yeah. sleep. It's yeah. like the, there's a time somewhere between the ages of, like, I don't know, 13 and 28, yeah, it matters too much. It to matters you. too much. Yeah. Like those wins and losses are everything. Like yeah. th th there's the thought of losing some of those you games. You think about those games for like six months. It's not just the six yeah, days yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking about it oh, back in yeah. May. It's just the thought of it would bring up the anxiety. Mm -hmm. Remember that? You were just like, oh, man, those sons of bitches. But yeah. you, you yeah. got to miss that a little, right? Oh, no, I miss being a part of huge games that change the course of your future and whether or not you get to hang a banner. But I, I don't miss caring so much that it affected me for three weeks. Yeah, it made like you a I, bad person. I, I remember being bothered like well into Wednesday and Thursday of the next week if if we played poorly. Yes, yeah. yeah well, I, I agree much. with you. I remember that, but still, it was it was cool to have those type of games to look forward to. They're coming back, buddy. They're coming yeah. back. Yeah. No, and and I did love the other night. By the way, again, compliments to uh, the student section the other night, and really everybody that was there. I just went. I didn't go as a as a warchant.com staff member. I went as a fan. I went with my father. I, I just want my you to boys. know you're, wherever you are, though, you're always a Warchant.com staff member. It's like, yeah, but I wasn't, I wasn't wearing you the still working represent hat. Us. Yeah, no, but I, I was wearing a Florida that. State shirt with a Florida yeah. State hat, and uh, and by the way, I was dead sober, so you you don't have to preach. You know, what's wrong with you? I didn't have a drop. What's the matter? I drank water. What's that? What happened? You okay? We had right? a busy weekend. Okay, we right. had a busy weekend. I wanted to watch that game and have a clue what the hell was going on mm -hmm. and really pay attention to be able to talk about it the next day is that the plan tomorrow night too oh god no okay I no, figured, that yeah. is not the plan tomorrow night Jacksonville State I don't I may not remember much after the first five <laughs> plays <laughs> sure. uh, all right but yeah you were involved you were invested in that crowd you were invested in that game. It was just cool to look around and, and to see it like that again and to listen to were the fans again. Were you high-fiving the people in oh, front of you? Oh, absolutely. You? There was this. Like that's to there be was, around? So there was this old man and his old wife, and then well, there was I mean, it, older. It, age-appropriate. Okay. Uh, and then there was this other old man and his old wife, and then these two old dudes behind us. Mm. And they, first of all, they were awesome. Yeah. They were, they were into it. They're clearly like 50 years season ticket holders. Sure. Right? But they loved the kids were cheering so loud and all that. My kids were cheering so loud. And when we scored on the long uh, Jason Corbin run, yeah. everybody was just high five in every which way. Yeah, it's man. like you're hugging strangers. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Let's get back to that. Let's go. Some stranger hugging. Let's go. All right. Are you going to read that? 
You want me to read that? Take a sip of beer. Go ahead. You read it. How long until UCF is actually considered one of what would be the big four? That's from uh, Darian. Man, my eyesight. It's tough getting old. Um, I don't know that it happens, right? It's just not joining the Big 12. Like, the Big 12 now isn't much different than what they're – I mean, it is, but not much different than what they're leaving. Well, they're they're in a power five. Yeah, for the time being. For the next uh, few years, maybe. I will give UCF credit because there was a stretch where USF had surpassed UCF and looked to be the next – Really, you know, maybe the, the rising uh, stars of the state, if you will. I mean, to try to join the club. Sure. They, even, they even put up a big-ass uh, billboard about it, yeah. which was cute. But what I would say is that UCF has lapped them, and both in terms of the investment in the facilities mm. and the program as a whole. And I really think, Tom, you're being asked if you want a beer. Uh <laughs> I, I wasn't going to let her walk you away. You know the answer. I got you, buddy. I got you. Um, <laughs> it is the War Chant happy but hour. But UCF has passed, passed them by uh, in spades, and now, I, I, I mean, they're a legitimate program. Obviously, they're, they, they've been a very good program. Now, I would not have hired Gus Malzahn. I'm not a Gus Malzahn guy. Sure. And I and I don't think that he's going to be the guy to sustain that. But think they could get to that status, that stratosphere? Like a it? big four, like be considered a fourth prominent an important school. They don't currently have the cachet, obviously. So you have to do this over a long period of time. But they've they, they've had more success recently. Can they can replace Miami, Florida State, Miami. Yeah, they, 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 sure. Yeah, but uh, they've had their success recently. But what's the what's it doing in recruiting? I still think when you walk, like it, it didn't take long for Bobby Bowden to walk through doors, and Florida State was out recruiting Florida. Right, not long at all. And Miami the same way. Can UCF go in if they're if they're on a in on a four or five star kid? Is he going to go to UCF over? Florida, there will Florida be a time State? in our lifetime where I think yes, they will be able to do that. I do oh, think I so. I, I think, I think in our lifetime they'll be able to do that. No, I, I don't. UCF? I, yeah, yeah. No, man, they're they're invested. They have a huge uh, student base. That's a that's a massive school. It's just a big commuter school. Yeah, nobody goes there. Forty thousand people. Yeah. What is the deal with it? Is it a commuter school? USF is. Is UCF a commuter school? I don't think so. No. Oh, all right. Hey. No. It's yeah. Orlando, and it's though. location. It's a good yeah, location. Yeah, right. I mean, I wouldn't live in Orlando, but it's a good location. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Orange <laughs> Avenue. That's like Mabry. That's like the think, Ma- Dale Mabry hey, of Orlando. The folks on the chat will remember this. I take shots at UCF any ch- or Orlando any chance I get. But that's because I grew up in the state of Florida, and admittedly, every time we went there, it was just a touristy nightmare. Right, right. Stuff. With Epcot, yeah. Um, Never been to Epcot. It's the only one I haven't been to. It's fun. It's I mean, solid. It I like Epcot. Look, it Epcot's solid, man. Largest school. Yeah, I know. That's right. Helicopter kicks. That's correct. Largest school in Florida. No, that's what I mean. They'll have a chance. No, I knew that. I thought it was. See, I've always thought it was like Georgia State and Georgia. Like Georgia State has a ton of students. But it's never going to be good at football. I mean, UCF obviously is better than Georgia State. I was going to say they're not comparable, but, my but man. But Georgia State is a commuter school in that there's not a lot of people that go to live on campus there. There's not a lot of people that go to the football games, and I don't know that UCF will be a school where they get seventy thousand at their games. But I might be completely wrong, and I'll admit it. Power like, rank the Disney parks. Nathaniel wants us to do. Uh oh, so man, I don't like any of it. You kind really of don't like social, it. so it's. I don't know that you're a good guy to ask that to. I mean, there's a lot of long, there's a lot of long lines. lines. It's hot as balls. A lot of fat um, people on their scooters. Yeah, I mean, they in the way, them. in the way, the, in the way. It's like and, they get there just to ride the scooters and to knock into you and to block you from yeah. getting on a ride. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I haven't been to all of them. I haven't been to all of them. I, I've t- obviously I've been to Epcot. Obviously I've been to Disney World. Uh, what's what the, you know, what's the, the Animal big, Kingdom? The, yeah, there, there's. The, I've been to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, and Hollywood Studios, formerly MGM. I never went there. Hollywood Studios is the one with the Aerosmith ride and the, yep. the Tower yep. of Terror. Tower of Terror. Yeah, I never that's went not there. Great either. I heard that was good. No, those two rides are cool oh, yeah, enough, good. but the the park itself isn't great. Isn't Animal there a, Kingdom, isn't I think, there a has newer the best. One? Isn't there a new one uh, with the? No, nah, so Hollywood expanded. Now they've now got, got, they've the got a Toy Story Land and a, and a Star Wars Land. The problem is, if you don't like like bottleneck effects, that thing is built for like sixty percent of the capacity that's actually there. Oh, okay. It's, mm. You don't want to go. Yeah, yeah. Epcot, you drink around the world, by the way. Yeah. Well, luckily our kids are old enough now that I don't know that we ever have to go back, right? Unless I, with grandkids. I went twice when my kids were 
uh, just the right age for it, and uh, they got to experience it. And I, I lived it through their eyes, and it was a lot of fun because of that. Do you think on the recruiting trips for these? You know what was good? Was Legoland. I like Legoland. Yeah, but there's one. Of, there's one of those in Atlanta. Yeah, like the UCF football prospects on their when they're being hosted. Did they take them to like downtown Disney and give them like a free pass or? Oh, you want to go see some giraffes? What's the name of the little place there where everybody hangs out in Orlando? Um, there's this the one centralized like area where people go drinking and stuff. Yeah, formerly Pleasure Island. It used to be Pleasure yeah, Island, right? Yeah. yeah, what is it now? Who knows? Oh, yeah. Disney Springs. Disney Springs. Yeah, Disney Springs. Springs. Di- yeah, so that's yeah, where yeah. they take them. They take them. They to- take them to Disney Springs. Oh yeah, man, yeah. can you imagine? Yeah, they're yeah. never going to get five star recruits. We still feel that strongly about the Knowles, just age perspective. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I feel strongly I about think the part of it too is our jobs, right? Like you, you. I mean, I guess you were uh, probably I, pretty psycho even in two thousand when you when you were when you were covering started the team. Out. So I, I think you get the the job too gets you a little too. You, you, you step away a little bit. It puts a little bit yeah, of a Yeah, you have to be a little bit family. more objective. Yeah. But I also think not just that. Getting married and having kids changes your perspective on a lot of things. Not me. <laughs> not me. I can tell you this. When my team blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl, you it didn't matter to me that I had a son. Now- yeah, it did not matter to me. I was not. I was not like you know what. I still yes, get to put him to bed in tonight. In terms of the degree with which you let it linger, yes. It's still bothering you. Well, well I'll tell you why it bothers you. It bothers me. you because you blew it uh, in, in a way that will remain as the greatest choke in the history of football. Yes, I know. And so that that sticks with you for a long time. Yeah, but at least the Braves make up for it by every year. <laughs> coming in, coming in clutch. <laughs> the in the pain in your heart. Uh, Nathaniel writes, is Norvell showing enough yet that we can smell pancakes on the griddle? I want to smell the pancakes cooking. So obviously you're talking about methodology of recruiting. Sure. Um, Here's a question about that. So Travis Hunter still he has not signed anything. That's my man. But he is the number one player in the country. He might be the best cornerback and the best receiver in the country. He's a dynamo. He's a freak. It you when you're recruiting him, you have to say we have this lined up for you as soon as you step foot on campus. We have a deal with this company, that company. Seems that's the company. way it's going. Yeah. It has to be though, right? For somebody like him, Norvell has to have a plan in place. You can't just leave it to Travis because Travis Hunter's family would want to know, okay, you're getting this investment. What are you going to do for him financially right away? That's all over the table now. Well, this is where Florida State getting out in front of it was really important, I think. They did a good job with NIL right off the bat. And, yeah, I think we are in an era now where you're talking about the number one player in the country, the number one recruit in the country. So he is one of the very few that could probably elicit uh, the kind of offers – yeah. Uh, to which he could change their financial fortunes. So, yeah, I suppose you're going to have to make sure you're able to lay out before him these opportunities. And we we have one here with Devontae Love-Taylor. Trench talk every Monday night. Great show. Aslan hosts it. I don't know what we pay him, but I know that we should pay Travis Hunter whatever he asks. Well, I don't know about us, but somebody years. should. Well, it's part of, you're part of the War Champ family. Yeah, yeah, It'll yeah. be a three-year deal. Lock him three years. Lock what? him in. Three years, 500000 What would it take? <laughs> What would it take Who's to lock in the three years five hundred thousand, buddy? Yeah, no, we're not paying that. No. You don't think Warchant would? Uh, Do you think he could get a hundred thousand dollars from a car dealership or a hundred thousand dollars from, from a- somewhere? Yes, yeah. Yes, I do. Right. He needs multiples. And, and maybe that happens. Maybe that happens. Uh, Gator Kirk, thank you very much. We appreciate the tip, buddy. Let's go is what All he right. writes. Gator Kirk. What do you think the reaction was to Ja'Kai Douglas's Irish chick after the touchdown by Coach Norvell and Dilly? Go Knowles. I didn't see that. Did he do a, like a river dance? I don't, I don't know that I – I don't know like that I saw either. If he did, that's to... that's awesome. <laughs> if he great. did, it's great. But I don't remember seeing that. I, I, saw him da- I saw him dancing, but I don't think it was that. Okay. Well, I think there's a popular dance the kids do. Yeah. Well, if it's probably a, a Fortnite dance. Yeah. That's, <laughs> usually I mean, that's not popular but, anymore. Yeah. If he did a river dance, that would be incredible. Would Everybody be awesome. should do that when they score against Notre Dame. Yeah. And by the way, Gregory, I agree with you. Travis does seem locked in no matter what. He, he is does, not worried. Well, no. See, there's a difference between being locked in and then saying he's not worried about the NIL. Well, you be worried about it, but I think he would like to benefit from it. So he needs to be worried about well, it. I mean, if he yeah, I mean, he should explore it certainly. Yeah, but I do love, and that's why that kid. I, I'm gonna. I don't think this. I'm gonna pull Corey Clark here. Okay, king of hyperbole. I'm gonna tell you that I think that Travis Hunter will end up one of Florida State fans' favorite players in the history of the program. Oh, because 
He has the talent to back out, back up all the bravado, right? He has remained firmly committed to Florida State at a time that the Knowles were down in a ditch mm. and has been yeah. the cornerstone for this 2022 class. And he'll recruit. Yeah, and he'll come here and he will be brash. He will be good. He'll play both ways. And we will remember him as we emerge as a top 10 team again. That guy will be largely, along with the coaching staff, responsible for that turnaround. And he will be beloved. He's kind of like... I, he might be like a, um, I don't know, like a supersized Lamarcus Joyner, like in, in the way that the perception, like Lamarcus Joyner joined a program that also had a bunch of other All Americans, and then two years later had a bunch of NFL players. Right. But he helped recruit. He was the he was the cornerstone of that class that turned it all around in 2010. But Lamarcus Joyner didn't play both ways. Like this kid is. And they play better. Both and ways. you and I are going to lobby it. If they Not don't, that, I'm by a, the way, that's gonna be my first question every press conference. Yeah, if he does it. Yeah. we'll just take yeah, turns. Yeah, we'll just we, take turns. Is your turn, my turn. Your turn, my turn on offense. Yeah, he's gonna be like Corey. I've answered that before. And then the next day, uh, Jeff, are you gonna play Travis Hunter on offense this week? Yeah, yeah. What are Jesus we doing? Christ, guys. Yeah, he's gonna be. <laughs> he's gonna finally break one day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really wish we would have followed up years ago with you asking Kirby Smart how he ran off Justin Fields. Oh, remember yeah. like how he had made the wrong choice and you were gonna call in to the presser. And ask each week oh, what he saw in practice. Yeah, what you saw from Jake Fromm. Why you saw? You say, what did you see from Jake Fromm exactly that made you choose him over Justin Fields? Was that four-yard screen pass yeah, or when he got it, sacked? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which? What was the play when you knew I have to have? <laughs> I gotta have Fromm. I there. gotta have Fromm. Justin Fields is just holding. <laughs> We're just back. gonna have to tell Justin to take it on down the yeah, road to Ohio yeah, State. Go, good yeah, luck yeah, in Columbus, yeah, yeah. man. Good luck trying to win some games. Daryl Wright, Jeff, and Corey. Is there someone? Who can snap the ball besides Babyon? Uh, that's ready to play right now. No, oh, I, uh, listen. I am sure there is somebody on that stat on that field that can snap the ball better than Babyon or anybody else. But they may not be any good at blocking. Yeah, well, that's so the whole that, thing, that's right? Kind of yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. there's 60 guys on the team that could snap it through their I, legs. I'll tell you this right now. I'm going to be so bold as to tell you. I'm better at snapping the ball than yeah. Baby on. I, I don't, but I don't, I'm not going to do us a lot of good on game day. You're going to get so, run over. Yeah, pretty I'm going to get run over, and uh, also they're not going to allow me out there. So you, you take the good with the bad, right? Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't block, he, he doesn't snap the ball all that well, but he is a big body. He's a big body, right? Uh, and he's. I, I listen. I kind of give that kid some credit, and I really do wonder about Maurice Smith's health, like moving forward. That's a that's a big piece to this offensive line that you need to get healthy. Uh, because he's better than Baby on Johnson, he's actually might be, he might be the guy they like the most on the whole oh, offensive I think line. I, well, he's up there, and yeah. He, and he tried to, and he tried to play give it a go, but Sunday, had a bad back. He's got, a, he's got a bad back, so you want him to get healthy. And if he gets healthy, um, then then Baby on can go back to his role of being a backup at multiple positions. John, I don't have eligibility left. Thank you. They start the clock the first year you play, and then I'm out of the, I'm off the clock. That's it. Can't you technically snap the ball like they like you do in like seven on seven or like touch touch football where you just turn? As long as the ball's on the ground, you don't have to snap it between you your can legs. You right? go like that. Yeah, yeah you, you don't have do to snap that, it yeah. between your legs. It's not an effective way to block, do you get to that point. No, I don't think we're at just, that point. Let's see how we do this weekend. Okay, because you could just a turn bit and of, snap it a little and then bit try of to block him with your back. A little bit of an overreaction. Give <laughs> me the spin. All right, so we have one left, so the spin is pointless. But the question was, what was the first beer that you ever had? First and if beer. you feel like answering, how old were you when you had it? So um, I'm going to give you two answers, and one's a beer and one's liquor. And Was and, it a Cigar City High Line when you were nine? No, they didn't exist. Okay. And in those days, nobody even knew what an IPA was. Right. Uh, it was you, you drank Coors, you drank Budweiser, you drank Michelob. That's all you had. Uh, something like that. The first beer I ever had was a Coors. Okay. Uh, snuck what it out of my stepdad's uh, refrigerator. Did Smokey bring it to you? No, like, no, no. I, I think, I think, no, the reason I wanted to drink it was because of Smokey and the Bandit. That is a true story. Yeah. I remember my granddad would come from Oklahoma and bring it back to Florida, and we would go over to my grandparents' house. And he because was it wasn't available east of the Mississippi, of the Mississippi right? Mississippi. Which is so, just bizarre. So what's funny as hell is my stepdad. Think about how absurd this is. Now we're talking about cores. Yeah. My stepdad would be in such a good mood when we were going over for dinner at my grandparents' house after they got back from Oklahoma because he's like, I get to drink that chorus tonight. He'd be like, your dad's going to bring me the chorus, meaning he was talking to my mom. Yeah. And he would. He's like, I brought you back the chorus. We drove it back. Here you go. So I remember thinking, well, this must be special as hell. Yeah. This must be the greatest idea. thing of all time. Yeah, you can't get it east of the Mississippi. So I ended up sneaking one of those, and I think, I don't know, I must have been – 10 or 12 maybe i just and i hated it i took a sip and i thought this is the worst thing i've ever tasted in my life 
But there was fast forward to uh, yeah to today, right? Yeah. Uh, Jason Herring, if he's listening, he's living in San Francisco. His dad was a doctor, and he was the coolest guy in the world. And we used to he used to let us stay up all night long. Like if I went over there to spend the night and hang out, oh. we could just stay up all night long. Just shotgun and beers. So, and so no, but one day I remember his uh, Jason said, "Hey, I'm gonna get vodka and we're gonna pour orange juice in it because I saw my parents do it." Oh, and so it was a screwdriver, and it was the worst thing I could have done yeah. because I didn't understand the effect, but it tasted so good. And so I'm slamming these screwdrivers, and then I'm violently puking. Yeah. And they had to call my mom. Oh, that was cool. a That's yeah, a good yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Because he was a doctor and a good man. He was like, I'm not going to lie to your parents. You dumbasses have done this. Yeah. And, now they took care of me, but they called my mom to say that me and Jason had I gotten like hair I'd on screwdrivers. Up, I'd be pretty upset at the parents if my well, they were 13 year old yeah. son had just gotten into the vodka. I, I think I was 14 then. Oh, well, then never mind. <laughs> Clearly, I had really, we off. were really, yeah, yeah. yeah we were just letting them yeah, get to the vodka. Yeah, yeah, when I was a Miller Lite when I was probably 10 or 11. It was a lot like that uh, that scene in Vacation mm-hmm. where Rusty, it's like he shares a beer with Rusty, mm-hmm. and I just chug it and smash it on my head. No, I thought it tasted awful. Oh, thank you. All right, we're moving on there. How about that? There's a refill. Yeah, that's that's number three here. You're still nursing your little no, IPA. But we're, we're, getting, we're getting low here. We're getting okay. low. Getting low. I'm, I'm actively involved. Somebody tipped us $10. I want to. Doff the cap to that individual and say thank you very, very much. No, it's right there. Oh, there you go. Chad Humphrey. I didn't see what he wrote. Oh, Sea Dog. Yeah. Sea um, Hitting the wine course. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bartles and James, kids. Bartles and James. I still remember the commercials. And I remember C-Dog. Bruce Willis doing those commercials yeah. and playing the harmonica on the front porch. Yeah. Those were the days. It's crazy oh, that, didn't take, that didn't last. Did, no, that that ad campaign. Yeah, didn't yeah, last. yeah. That's it. That's when uh, Moonlighting was on, I believe. Someone we got like three minutes left. So, what? Is there anything you could see tomorrow at all? Somebody asked that. Yeah, so that would that would uh, I don't know change your opinion, but would give you good feels going into Wake Forest week. I, I would think obviously if we were able to snap the ball consistently well and block oh, it up go. against an opponent like Jacksonville <laughs> yeah. State, yes. And then I also think I want to see a consistency of assignment, like good assignment football. Do what you're. You don't have to be as emotional. They're human beings. They're not going to be as emotional. Yeah, it would They're be crazy be, yeah. if they were. But they do have to be, for lack of a better term, buttoned up and professional. You, you, do, you, do, you still got to lock in and do your yeah. job. You got to read your keys and execute. You know, I mean, it's a chance for a lot of guys to play. It's also a chance for them to show that, hey, we, you know, we, we can be committed even against lesser teams to doing our job. And, and I think that if you're truly bought in, you're going to do that because it's a chance to get better. I know it's cliche, but it is a chance to get better. Yeah, and and but what about the quarterback deal? What could you see out of either one of them that would change your? Opinion? I need to see Jordan sit in the pocket without getting antsy feet. Don't rat trap. Just on throw time. the Just damn ball on time. On time. I don't you know that we're going to see McKenzie not maybe play as sharply as he did. Would that change any opinion of yours? Or uh, he no, got so much? I, I'm going to. That's a good job, Corey. I'm going to tell you something Thank else. You, I would Jeff. like to see. I would like to see McKenzie Milton be able to be on the field for, say, you know, let's see. Uh, I don't know what the snap count would be, but, yeah, I needed to see him play two full quarters and look comfortable yeah. and throw the football, take a couple of hits even, and, and just go about playing the game without us over there watching him on the sidelines, getting the massages and everything else. I'd like to see that he can play without needing a whole bunch of therapy right. as the game's going along. I'd like him to get stronger and stronger as we, as, as we progress. Hey, man, I'm with you. Patrick tipped us. All hey, this right, fun, buddy. This was this was fun. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks to all of you guys. Hey, this got bigger and better as it went along. We, you know, I think they're probably asking us to stay longer, but uh, we're not going to. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a happy hour. Hey, John, thank you very much for that, man. Uh, Zach, I think it was the ninety-two. You, John. T- yeah, thank he's you, answering questions. Thank you, John. <clears throat> Is that it? One more question, and then that's it. And I don't mean it that way. I wasn't yeah. trying to say. You no, know, you're good. I just just get up and walk off. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right. we'll do a live. Any more questions? Yeah. So go ahead. Super Bowl predictions. One final thing. <clears throat> if you had to pick a team to win the Super oh, Bowl, boy. who's it, who's the matchup going to be and who's going to win? I mean, I think Kansas City gets back to the Super Bowl. I was going to say, won't it be a repeat? Of, if it all if health goes the way it's supposed to, won't, won't it be a repeat of last year? Because now – Cool. What I think is really cool is being a fan of another team in the NFC South is that you've unlocked like 2017 Antonio Brown, too. So that's fair. You feel good about that? That's awesome. I will take another one. Thank that's you. A, oh, look yeah, at yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. But uh, I just needed to warm up to it. But yeah, it's cool yeah, yeah, that uh, yeah. it's cool that Antonio Brown and is I'm now glad Antonio you just quoted Brown Bruce again. Willis there very yeah. quietly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're quick. So we're quick. Call back. 
But yeah, so I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if it was Chiefs and Bucks again. All right, for real, last one. Favorite Noel right now to watch in the pros. In the pros? Yes. Gano. <laughs> so for you, Gano watching a kicker. So if you're out there, onions. Yeah. I do appreciate you, brother. And I still have the jersey you sent me. I have told that story. Graham Gano sent me the onions jersey because I called him onions for mm -hmm. his time here. And I still have it in my closet. And my wife years ago saw that jersey in the closet. It was like, why do you have a jersey that says onions? And I was like, hey, hey that's not just anybody's jersey. That's yeah, Graham Gano's jersey. jersey. He sent it to me. Put some uh, respect on that. Yeah. Um, that's not a bad answer. You're going to say Dustin Hopkins. <laughs> that's right, because he's better than average. That's your guy. That's uh, your guy. I don't I probably uh Dalvin Cook is the answer, everybody. It's not I, close. But I was thinking of somebody besides him. Is there it's like Dalvin it, Cook? Because Jalen is fun to watch, but he's a corner. Like yeah. there's a Dalvin lot of Healthy Derwin Cook. James could answer the conversation if he ever stays healthy. I would like him to stay healthy. He's a great player like. and I love him, but yeah, it's, it's Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Dalvin Cook, Rodney Hudson too. I don't watch a lot of Rodney Hudson. And then uh Kane Doe. Our man Kane Doe. Dalvin Cook. Will Jermaine Johnson have more sacks by the end of the game tomorrow than Kando did? Kando and J. Doesn't Rob. he already? No, more than Kando and J. Rob oh, did all combined. season because they had three combined last season. Yes. Will he have more? Yes. On yes. The, uh, after the game tomorrow. And all people right. used to get mad at me for focusing on the fact that Kando couldn't sack the quarterback, <laughs> and I was no. like, No, God damn it! Hey, this hey, is what, hey, sorry, hey, sorry. Hey. I'm like, well, this is something that's important if you're a defensive end to be able to do. Right. <laughs> I mean, I agree. Why I agree. am I wrong for I that? Agree. It's time to wrap it up, Tom. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean to get him going. If people wonder what it's like to have a beer with him. They're, fi they're finding out very quickly. <laughs> no filter. Love you guys. Peace.